Welcome to the Church in the Peak podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information, visit churchinthepeak.org or come join us at 10.30am every Sunday. Phil, have I taken you. All, all your time? Yeah, well, there's not much time left. It's all right. So, Father, we just pray. Just pray for Phil, Lord. We pray you hear you. Uh, your anointing, Lord. Uh, we pray for your word to come and bless us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, well, I've got not much time left this morning, so I'm hoping I can persuade the elders, the other elders, and uh, I can actually perhaps come on next week and carry this on, because I just want to bring one point. Sharp intake of breath from the elders, because they all realise their their preaching slots are now going to go back a bit if they agree to this. So you can pray, I'm talking on prayer, and you can pray that the elders agree with me. (laughs) Or, no, no, I pray that the elders agree, please, come on. Okay, I'm going to jump in. Let's get into uh, Colossians 1, verse 3. And it'll come up on the screen. It says this, Paul starts very early on, right at the beginning of Colossians. We always pray for you, and we give thanks to God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. For we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus, and your love for all God's people. I just want to stop there, because this is what I felt God say to me. There are people and you've lost your love for the church. And actually, that isn't your response for the church. That isn't your response to say, we always pray and give thanks to God for you. And some do, maybe, some don't, but I just felt very much in my spirit, there's a, there's a lack of love for the church, and it's not as it should yet be. God's promised that he will raise up a church that will be glorious in all the earth, It is to be the bride of Christ and is in the process of getting us ready. We've been justified by faith, but we're yet to be sanctified by the Spirit. And we're in that process. And so as we're looking at this passage, as we're looking at these scriptures in terms of uh, being disciples of Jesus, actually, Jesus loves the church. I want you to know that, that Jesus loves the church. Jesus loves church in the peak whether you love it or not whether you've lost your love for the church or particularly just church in the peak maybe you're looking at something else and saying, well I love that church I love that expression of the church I'm not so keen on this one at the moment I want to tell you this Jesus loves the church and here's Paul who once persecuted the church who once sought after to persecute and to kill Christians he went after them And he wanted to destroy the church. He wanted to stop the church until God stopped him. And got right in his face with a blinding light. And he responded to God. And he responded to Jesus. He responded to the voice of God. And that moment he changed. And no longer did he want to destroy it, but actually he fell in love with the church. Because he fell in love with Jesus. And actually, the, the root cause very often is our falling out of love with the church is our, we've fallen out of love with Jesus. We've fallen out in love with him. Why? Because we're not communicating. 
Why? Because we're not spending time with him. Because if we spent time with him, we catch the things that are on his heart. He would speak to us and we couldn't help ourselves. Just as Paul couldn't help himself in that moment on the Damascus Road when he had this encounter with Jesus, he could not help himself but to fall in love with Jesus and fall in love with the things Jesus loves. So my question this morning is, do you love Jesus? And if you love Jesus, are you loving the things he loves? Because he loves the church. And the church is not church in the peak. It's not the building, it's not the organisation, it's not the movement, it's not the stream we're in. Jesus loves the church of Jesus Christ. It's his church. We're going to be his bride one day. We're going to be married to him. We're going to be in heaven. We're going to have this amazing celebration when we're with Jesus. But actually there's something to enjoy now. And so as we come to a week of prayer, we are praying for church in the peak. We're coming to pray this week for the things that are on the heart of God for Church in the Peak. And as we do that, and each day, that we, as Dave said, there's going to be a different topic that we're going to look at, a different area of church life. We want to invest our time in to get before God, because actually he loves it. You see, God loves to hear our prayers. He loves our conversation with him. And actually, if you've fallen out of love with Jesus, just start having a conversation with him again. We can make prayer to be all kinds of things and Jesus taught us how to pray, yes, and there's ways in which we can pray and there's different ways are given for us in the Bible how we pray, but we look at Paul and he's just very real and very practical. We give thanks. Always praying for you with thanks to God our Father, the Lord Jesus Christ. Why? He's caught up with Jesus. That's why he starts at this place because he's fully caught up with Jesus. He's fully caught, and he's seeing the good that God's doing in the church. He's looking at the Colossian church and he's seeing the good that's been worked in and through them. He's seeing how they're growing. He's seeing how they're maturing in Christ. He's seeing how they are moving on and the things they're doing, their love for all people. They're seeing all of that and they're just saying, it's the heart of the Father in the church. It's the heart of God that's right in the church. And they're caught up with that and they're seeing it. And I want to say these good things that are happening. And what is it that you would give thanks for in Church in the Peak? What are the things that you're going to say, I give thanks for that. And Dave's just encouraged you to perhaps do, post something. If you feel God saying something, send it in on email. I want to say to you, even use Facebook. Use our Facebook page. Post things this week on there that we can all say amen to, that we can all agree with. We're going to say, yes, we agree with that. It'll do you good. It'll do you good to post it and it'll do us good to hear it and to see it. I'd encourage you. You see, I'm sure that when Paul wrote this, their hearts lifted straight away. When this was read out and it would be to the church, so the elders would take it and they would read this to the whole of the church. They would gather them up and they would read this out and they would start with this and they would say, Paul's praying for us, giving thanks always for us, for the good that's going on. He's thanking Jesus Christ for all the love that we have for all people. And where does it come from? It says it comes from here. It comes from your confident hope of what God has reserved for you in heaven. 
You have had this expectation ever since you heard the truth of the good news. You see, one of the reasons why we lose our love for Jesus is we forget the joy of our salvation. So easily we get bogged down in life, we get bogged down in stuff, and actually we forget the joy. And it's not until you get around new Christians do you realise the joy of salvation again. Along the way we lose it, but when you bump into a brand new Christian who's absolutely full of it, and you kind of, you, if you're the cynical type, you'll say, oh, well, it'll soon wear off. They'll soon get a reality check. They'll soon wear down. They'll soon just become normal. They'll kind of plateau out. I want to say, no, let's not live in that place. Let's remember the joy of our salvation. Let's remember that first moment we gave our life to Jesus, when we had that revelation of how much he loved us, when we had that revelation that my sins are forgiven, when we have that revelation again that, uh, that I'm, I'm right with God. Everything is right with him because I'm being justified through Jesus Christ. Remember that again. Have that joy again. So even as we come to a week of prayer Come with joy, remembering what God's done for you. The change is brought in your life. The work is done to rescue you, bring you out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. Are you rejoicing in that? Are you just taking it for granted? Are you rejoicing that Jesus loves you? Or do you just kind of treat it with contempt? Paul has joy because he sees the joy in them. He sees the joy of salvation in the Colossian church. And yeah, we might be going through difficult times. And if I get to preach next week, I'll pick that up. And I'll talk about that next week, if I get a chance. But I want to say, you know, in the midst of all that was going on, even for the Colossian church, they had joy, and they had a living hope, and they had faith, and they had love. That's what they live with. That's what they. Ex- that, that, that's the discipleship they had. Was they lived in that place, so Paul could confidently say, "We give thanks." <laughs> and I want us to even start this week of prayer by giving thanks. Name the things. Even even now, just as I'm talking, why don't you post it on the Facebook live feed now? Just things that, about church and the people that you give thanks for. What would it, what leaps into your heart, what gives you joy of this church, of being part of this family here, and the part of a wider family we are together? What is it that does that for you? What would you give thanks for? Paul could see it in the church. He had eyes to see because he saw with the eyes of faith. And he saw what the, the work of the Spirit was doing. And what is the work of the Spirit doing in us? What's his work in our hearts? And even this morning, I didn't anticipate giving that uh, message in tongues this morning. That wasn't kind of on my agenda. And even when I got up here, um, I wasn't sure I was going to give a prophecy or a message in tongues. That's how it is sometimes. And, but I, I gave one again. And it just resonated with me. It just resonated in my heart that actually, let's just give it all to Jesus. You see, the thing about prayer is, it's just having that conversation with Jesus. And I did that from my heart this morning through a message, it was through giving a tongue, the language of the Spirit. I expressed my heart, I expressed that something to God. It was a language of the Spirit. 
that enable me to have a conversation by the Holy Spirit with God this morning. And I want to encourage us, be those that engage with God, have a conversation. It doesn't have to be some highfalutin prayer. You don't have to wake up and we'll hopefully next week get to look at just what Jesus said about that. But for us this week, let's come with joy. You know, prayer meeting is probably the worst attended meeting in church life. Just is, it's reality. But it's all God's doing is he's inviting us into a conversation. He's inviting us to engage with him. He's inviting us in to have relationship, to know him, to experience him, to hear him, catch his heart and catch his passion and his love for us and his love for the church. And he said, I'm going to build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. I'm building it. I'm doing something and I'm building it in this day. And I'm building it now and I'm building it with you. So have you lost your joy for the church have you lost your joy for your salvation? Have you fell out of love with church? Maybe you can say, well, I love Jesus, but just church gets me down. Church, just this, just that. There's this problem, there's this issue. Yeah, there is sometimes. It's the reality of church life. Things are not always easy. Things are not always great. Things are not always going as we planned. People are people. We fall out, we make mistakes. All that stuff is part of church life. But Jesus still loves the church. He died for the church, he loves the church, and he loves you. And he wants you again to be caught up with joy for him and for his church. He wants you again to be um, won over in your heart again with the passion that he has. Because he's going to build it. With or without you, he'll build his church. Let's be with him. Let's engage with him. Let's catch the heart of God for Church in the Peak this week as we pray together. My time's gone. So I'm going to pray. I just want to say, if you know, if you know you've lost your love for the church, I just want you to acknowledge that before God. Just come to him and say, I love you, Jesus, but I really lost it when it comes to the church. I'm really kind of just a bit indifferent to it right now. Because actually you can't pray from a place of indifference. You will not pray, pray prayers of faith from the place of indifference. You will not pray prayer with joy. There'll be no joy in praying this week if you're indifferent to the church. Just acknowledge that before God right now. Allow him to come and speak to you right now. Allow him to just come and touch your heart afresh with his love for you and for his people. Come Holy Spirit, I pray right now, anyone who's just feeling that, Lord, lost their love of the church, indifferent towards it, or quite easily just leave it, walk away, whatever it might be. God, I pray right now, would you come and speak? Lord, I pray, would you come and touch their hearts? Lord, I pray, would you come and minister right into their lives right now? I ask. Lord, I pray. I pray again, Lord, they'll fall in love with you again and, for, and with the things that you love. Come and overwhelm. Come, Holy Spirit, right now. Come and touch hearts right now, I pray. Lord, I pray for some who have not yet opened that door, aware of it, but not opened the door to that. Holy Spirit, would you come and bang on that door? Would you come, Holy Spirit, would you come and touch them? Lord, would you come and break right through? I pray, Lord, give them ears to hear what the Spirit says today. Holy Spirit, come. 
And I just want to pray for you if you've lost your joy of salvation. Oh, what a thing. It's the greatest miracle that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us to take away our sin, to free us. And we're no longer slaves to sin, but we're slaves to righteousness, slaves to Jesus. And if you've lost the joy of that again, you're just, just mediocre, passive, apathetic towards your salvation again, let the Holy Spirit come and give you fresh joy. In Isaiah it says, with joy will we draw from the wells of salvation. Just come again and draw, draw yourself again, draw again water, living water from the well of salvation this morning and let God reignite your, your heart again with the joy of knowing Jesus. The joy that you've been saved. The joy that you're now a, not a sinner but a saint. Saved by grace into the family of God. And if you're not yet saved this morning, there's opportunity for you to draw from that well of salvation. There's opportunity for you to know Jesus today. To confess your sin to him and ask him into your heart and life and receive him. So just come now, Holy Spirit, I pray, speak to every heart that's indifferent, that's passive, that's apathetic in regards to their salvation. Lord, I pray, bring a fresh joy again. Lord, I pray, help people again to engage with the joy of their salvation. To know again what it is to be filled with a fresh hope of uh, salvation, Lord, the fresh hope and the love of the Father again. Lord, I pray, would you come right now and minister into hearts and renew their hearts again, renew them again in the joy of being saved and part of the family of God together, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.